I'll, I'll kick it to you then, Edwin, with a, you know, why, how come we're doing this episode today mm-hmm. after I do... Oh, we're going to kick it, huh? Trying to play some soccer? I'll kick it to you. Yes, we can. You headbutt it to Alex. <laughs> Um, hey, nice. Spoken like a true soccer player, real football player <laughs> over here. And then Alex, you touch it down. But don't mm. travel. <laughs> and then, and then you foot butt it through the goal. <laughs> out of paper, out of stock. There's friendly faces around the block. Break loose from the chains that are causing you pain. Call Michael and Stanley, Jim Dwight Creed. Call Andy and Kelly for your business paper needs. Or Dundermith, then the people versus paper people. Dundermith, then the people versus paper people. Dundermith, then the people versus paper people. Hello and welcome to the Michael Scott Podcast Company, a show for fans of The Office by fans of The Office. I'm your host and I don't even know if I'll want a baby in eight months. Sean Roney. And I'm Edwin James, the rep from Hammer Mill. And with us, as always, our producer in the warehouse, Mr. Alex Ward. People always say, like, don't be edgy, but uh, I don't know any other way. (laughs) Freedom fries for the table. (laughs) Yeah, you get it. Every week we get together to talk about our favorite show, NBC's The Office. This week, we'll cover our main topic, and then we'll head to the conference room for a, a, a listener question and a little discussion. You know, we should, uh, I, I, we should, tease, we should tease what these discussions are going to be. We should have been doing this from the get-go, but I'm only telling you now, Sean. We should, let's work this out during the recording. I agree. I'll, <laughs> I, I'll tease. Uh, I'll tease. Um, uh, let's see. Um, to discuss... Um, drop in candid moments for for other characters i don't know if that uh mm. makes sense until i explain it that's fine we could do that <laughs> you'll later. have to stick around to the end of the show sure. to hear that explanation um <laughs> we're also going to talk puzzles office puzzles oh yes how exciting uh also uh, before we start uh you sound like crap sean <laughs> that's right that's right why is that that's because i am in uh, i am in the san juan islands uh, on a little vacay in a cabin, and I forgot my dongle. I have all my sound equipment. Oh. I've got a mic hooked up right here, but uh, I forgot my dongle, and it's devastating. But we we, <laughs> we carry on. Um, Steve Jobs strikes again. Uh, I also got my booster shot yesterday, so I might be a, a little hoarse uh, from that as well. But uh, but. Uh, yeah, that's right. I'm I'm out I'm out in the San Juan Islands uh, uh, with Ryan here in a little in a little cabin. Hey Ryan, Hi. hey Ryan. But uh, but I yeah. Do we have any other housekeeping before we dive into the um, today's topic? No, let's get into it. I'm ready? Let's get into the convention season three episode two, written by Lee Eisenberg and Gene Stupnitsky, uh, directed by Ken Whittingham. Have we ever talked about Ken Whittingham before? I don't think so. I didn't recognize his name. Ken, we have not. Ken Whittingham, he directed uh, several episodes of The Office, Parks and Rec, 30 Rock, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, The Bernie Mac Show, Blackish, Modern Family, just tons of fabulous shows. You could go on and on. Scrubs, my name is Earl. They just keep him uh, in a room at, at the NBC at the Peacock yeah, I guess Studios, so. and he just is there on hand to direct. <laughs> Sounds like... It, <laughs> 
<laughs> and uh, but I was uh, I was excited to see um, early in his IMDb that he did one episode of Keenan and Cal and oh, several oh, the classic of, of the Amanda show which I which I grew oh, up yeah. on all that so uh, <laughs> not to be confused with Adam Carolla's the man show <laughs> <laughs> yeah the yeah. Amanda show <laughs> uh, the convention aired on September 28 2006 Edwin uh, why why did we pick the convention to today to discuss well, within uh, the amount, the all the different individual episodes we've discussed in recent weeks, we haven't touched on one in season three in quite a while. And this is one that always kind of stands out to me. I just really love this episode. I think where it's at early in season three, uh, you get some really good dynamics. And, you know, especially, you know, in our last episode about Nelly, we talk about the ensemble and the different characters that come in. And as we talk about the later seasons, there are a lot of uh, characters in the ensemble that need screen time, that need storylines. In this episode, I love the way that it focuses so much on Michael and Jim and Pam and Dwight. Uh, and the ensemble characters add a lot of color, but uh, we get to spend so much time with sort of that core cast. It really is just just heavy hitters involved here. Um, and anytime, anytime you get Michael in a crowd in the public, it, funny things are going to happen. <laughs> and this episode is no exception. It's always been... Uh, this, is, this is another episode that... Uh, this happened... It, it was more on, on Netflix, but when you're just scrolling through episode thumbnails, I'm always <laughs> like, oh, the convention. Mm, nah, maybe not yet. It was like, yeah. but it's always, it always caught my eye. Maybe it's because of the shirt Michael's wearing, that orange shirt <laughs> with the white jeans. It's fun jeans. For free. Yeah, his swag. Uh, but this lot going on in this episode, I, the, I, I love so much about it, and I'm ready to get into it. Yeah, I, I love I love the super fan kind of this episode. I feel like it's got a lot of just little extra jokes. Um, you know, speaking of, I've just been I have I've been totally reinvigorated by the super fan episodes. Um, I really want to know when four and five are coming out. Um, wow, that's gonna be that's gonna be a really exciting uh, time. But uh, uh, so we've, yeah, it'll be fun to discuss these deleted scenes too. We've discussed this when we've talked about other super fan episodes, but weaving the deleted scenes into the actual cut of the office creates a totally a, a new viewing experience. Oh, totally. And this one, yeah. this episode, especially like all the other super fan ones, there were little things that were revealed in the deleted scenes that I realized, oh, I never even bothered to think about that in the regular episode. But now that you say it, right. it's like, oh yeah, I, why was Michael, why did he have headphones on while he was reading? I, you know, like those little things that you you realize in the deleted scenes, it explains what's going on. Uh, I, I this is off, yeah, this is off topic. But in Hot Girl, I was watching the uh, the super fan cut. I'm pretty sure it's that episode where Pam explains that um, they like used uh, money that they were saving for the wedding to buy the the wave the jet, runner the jet skis yeah, yeah 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 which you which you never get that explanation until and that she doesn't even get to ride the second one it's for Kenny <laughs> 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 um uh but yeah I, I think I I hear you out Alex about uh not really gravitating towards this episode very often because it really isn't it doesn't feel like an office episode it doesn't really take place in the office the a storyline certainly which is Michael, Dwight, Jim, and Josh and Jan, all at uh, all in Philadelphia 
at this uh, the annual this... Northeastern Mid Market Office Convention, Office Supply Convention. Keep that for your office trivia nights. That one always yeah, comes up. A... That one always comes up. That's a good one. That's a good one. Also, if um, you're if you meet another office fan out in the wild and you start doing trivia, as sometimes happens, that's just a good, good solid question to gauge someone's level of like, how deep are you into this? Or I wouldn't have gotten it, and <laughs> I prepped yeah. this episode. <laughs> I would have gotten it, and I host a show about the office. Uh, very, I think this episode does a really good job. I mean, I, we're, we we don't need to keep setting it up. We'll dive into it. But yeah. the cold open is really quick, and then it gets right into the convention, which I really like. I mean, yeah. you get Michael and Pam talking about the baby. Classic line, I don't even know if I want a baby in eight months. Oh, and God. then we get Michael and Ryan. <laughs> I think uh, the classic line is, find out if there's a cheaper, less expensive baby out there. Or yeah. <laughs> I want to see how much a little Chinese baby would cost. <laughs> uh, but... Just the way that like it moves through the the part in Dunder Mifflin uh, Scranton and moves right to the convention, I think is really effective. It's right in the um, Michael's packing list. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, just a couple little uh, funny lines with Creed. I mean, this is a classic, classic Creed moment mm. where he watches Michael get his per diem, tries to get his per diem from Angela, and then uh, eats his cereal. and uh, <laughs> Or eats her cereal. Eats her cereal, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I noticed you were handing out some shekels. <laughs> yeah. I would want to get on that train. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's one of the most, uh, like, I mean, it's one of the earliest outrageous Creed moments, yeah. I'd say. And he... <laughs> Just like, does he have any... Angela is <laughs> like, the town is full of history and takes off. Creed immediately fills the seat, takes a bite of cereal and goes, mmm. <laughs> Andrew is the office bitch. Like, he has a moment where he really enjoys the Cheerios. Yeah. <laughs> So, so I want to talk about uh, just because because you mentioned it, Angela um, saying that town is full of history. Doesn't she? So she says in this episode, you know, we used to have a saying about like last train to Philly or something. Mm-hmm. Means check out the slut. Yeah, no, it looks yeah, like someone right, took right. the night train from Philly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And Slow then train. Just, why are there flies in here? Love that. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, oh, but slow train. She... Sorry, I said night train. Sorry, thank you. Edward. Yeah, that's yeah, slow right. train. Um. But then she is defending it. Is this because, you know, now she's going to go? Is this our early um, foreshadowing that she's going to visit Dwight? Or did Dwight and her have a have a fight about this and he won? And now she's convinced that it's. I mean, I think Angela is just a, full of contradictions, the way that she contradicts That's herself wrong. all the time. And, and yeah, I mean, Angela and Dwight do kind of have a fight about it, about how you know, you can't wait to get away from me. You can't wait to, you know, uh, monkey, I'm an ARM. There's, there's like, yeah, that a classic back-to-back Dwight and Angela. Uh, argument. A spy conversation. It's the best. Yeah. It is funny yeah. that she, she makes that comment and uh, she ends up being mistaken by Jim for a hooker in Philly. Uh, yeah, that, exactly. Wow. The very next day. Yeah. The poetic uh, justice of. of- uh, <laughs> and I, well, let's assume she took the train because Michael did. <laughs> Yeah, Angela. That's right. I mean, wow. you're right. Ange- uh, Angela just sort of writes her own destiny there. Yeah. Um, but we should talk about Michael and Jim and Dwight and Josh. Uh, Certainly. I, I feel, yeah, I like that you you put them together. I mean, J- Jim is so recently removed from the office. The fact that you can get them together, you give them a reason to interact again. Mm. Um, that isn't just Jim pranking Dwight. Uh, obviously, that happens also in this episode. But you create a storyline that brings them together and it kind of allows Michael to air out his uh, 
his grievances with Jim or kind of confront Jim about why he left mm-hmm. the Scranton branch. I think it kind of reminds me a little bit of in season eight when they have to kind of validate Andy and Andy has to work out all his, his insecurities about having the job. Every single episode. And yeah, then yeah, and then, then Dwight <laughs> and Daryl both kind of have their things about not getting the job as well. This is kind of uh, working out that little, uh, that loose end uh, at the beginning of the season mm-hmm. with Michael. Yeah. Um, so I think that's pretty effective. And then also you bring in Jan and the Michael has to tell Jan that he's still dating Carol. I mean, the, what does he call it? The 800 pound elephant in the room. Elephant in the room. The contempt that Jan shows for Michael in just her look. <laughs> Stay away from me, Michael. Stay, step away. Yeah, it's <laughs> this is like full power, Jan. Uh, yeah. I love to see it. Uh, we also get kind of uh, in Josh Porter. We also get kind of a foil for Michael in that someone who's very uh, capable and who runs a successful branch and that Jan seems to trust. I love that uh, Jim and Josh and Dwight and Michael are dressed so similarly, which is to say. Yeah. Yeah, Josh and Jim are both wearing the white like button down, and then Michael and Dwight both have their gray Dunder Mifflin polos. It's really yeah, good. Right. Um, yeah. At first, and then and then they're each, and then later on, Dwight and Michael are each wearing their own versions of a free shirt. Dwight with the sort of green Hawaiian pattern, Michael in that orange one. Um, everyone looking really tan too. Maybe it's just the clothes they're wearing, but Steve Carell especially. <laughs> I guess they're coming off the off season. They're only two episodes in here. They were um, all in Scottsdale visiting Jan's sister. I think so. <laughs> yeah, Jim also looks great. Everyone, Everyone's looking great in this episode. And Jan, too. Jan's, Jan jumps off the screen. Uh, icy. Just powerful, you know? <laughs> it's that convention fluorescent lighting, I guess. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I, I know. It, it is kind of like a perfect little um, drama in a way that they've set up of of people, you know, wanting different things from from each other person. And I, I almost wish it could have been better for that reason, I guess. Mm. Um, but I, I think it's also worth mentioning, too, that it's only se- uh, episode two of season three. So like this move of Jim's is extremely recent. Uh, it hasn't it hasn't been, um, you know, Michael's anger hasn't been boiling for for a super long time. Well, I think when he goes to the convention, we get the talking head for Michael that he says that, you know, poor little guy has been, you know, trapped with Josh this whole time. I, I think Michael believes he's like, oh, I get to see Jim. This will be great for Jim because he gets to see his old friends. And yeah. it's only when he realizes he sees them together that he's like, oh, Jim likes Josh uh, seemingly more than me, which, which guts Michael. Yeah. I mean, Michael says he was shocked when he told me he was transferring to Stanford. It's like the fireman. You don't leave your brothers behind even if you find yeah. out there's a better fire in Connecticut. Um, so I, it's, I mean, it's, it's a, uh, it makes total sense that Michael would take it personally. think it has something to do with him mm. and, and, and it would see it as a, as a friend leaving, choosing to leave him, you know, well, that um, fire analogy. I think Michael sees that, Oh, this is a better job for Jim. Mm-hmm. But not a better friend, Josh. Not a better family that I've created here in Scranton. He must. He must miss that, uh, mm-hmm. and he sees that. Oh no, Jim doesn't care at all, and he's yeah. It, it, it that informs the whole episode. I think too. Yeah. There's that we're at an interesting point for Jim, where you know he talks about. He says, uh, "You know, when I saw Dwight, I realized how stupid and petty all those pranks I pulled on him were." And then he spoke. I wonder how hard it would be to get a copy of his room key. The Jim and Dwight dynamic picks right back up, and. We're early enough in Jim's overall arc and trajectory that, like, he's shown this sort of ability, but hasn't really. Th- this promotion, 
or this transfer is like the most that we've seen in terms of him sort of realizing whatever that potential is at Dunder Mifflin. Mm. And it's not nearly the same way it is in like season six or whatever. So Jim is still kind of practicing trying to be, uh, I, I don't know what, the, what you say, like a better version of himself, I guess. Yeah. And then, but he sees Dwight and he goes right back into the old ways, which is, uh, which is pretty funny to see. I think the other part of this, well, <laughs> I, first, I actually, first of all, I want to talk about Josh a little bit, if we can, because... And we can. And we can. Uh, he... This is another great part of the Superfan episode, is we, we learn when Michael sends uh, Dwight to find some dirt on Josh, anything to reclaim Jim's affection, even if that means taking Josh down. Uh, in that process, Dwight strikes out because his buddy wasn't volunteering at the station that day. <laughs> But then he just asks Josh about, like, have you been arrested in your misdemeanors? And we find out in the deleted scene that Josh was in the Coast Guard. As soon as Dwight learns this, right. he becomes Dwight's hero. And Dwight is fascinated by Josh <laughs> okay. the rest of the episode. They don't really see that in the normal cut. But I can only imagine, and when you watch it in this full version, it's that's, like, extra worse for Michael. That not only is Jib doing this, but now, now Josh is Dwight's hero? Like, come on. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense that it does give us the, any sort of color for Josh in terms of describing his character sorry, or fleshing out uh, Josh's character to give a couple of little personal details. And it makes sense that they wouldn't necessarily need to do that because yeah. Josh's time on the show is kind of destined to be a little bit short-lived. Even in some of the episodes when he's there in Stanford, he's kind of he's kind of leaving. They, they, don't, they don't show a ton of, uh, which is to say, like, yeah. there's that episode where he says, Karen, try to keep it under $20 a person. He has moments like that a lot of the times. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then Michael also, uh, or excuse me, Dwight also uh, asked him later, wow, you worked on a kibbutz? What's That's a kibbutz? A kibbutz. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's uh, he also that scene ends with Dwight just asking him, how many knives do you own? Yeah. <laughs> you were in the Coast Guard? That means you know how to fight underwater? <laughs> and the line where, Mike, where Dwight says, uh, I called my buddy down at the station. Um, and He's like the volunteer sheriff station. He says, so I called my buddy down at the station today, had them run a background check on Josh Porter, see if there's any known aliases, etc. And he wasn't volunteering today. <laughs> there's That's like a Jack Handy quote. Yeah, you know? it is. That's like yeah. the way that it loops back around. Like it, it's, it's just such a funny, well-written line. Um, but yeah. And then, and then when that strikes out, Dwight just asks him point blank if he's committed the felony. Yeah, I love that too. Yeah. No. He always prefers the direct approach. Yeah, he will. Yeah. I mean, he was he was given a mission. He's gonna get it done by Michael. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah. Uh, let's. Uh. Sorry. That was the little Josh sidebar. Thought we'd get him out of the way. Josh also, the way he interacts with Jan, uh, the way that Jan calls, you know, or sends an email to Josh and not Michael. Although Michael just <laughs> doesn't have email on his phone, which Michael tries to cover up. Uh, mm -hmm. There's just little subtle things where where, my, where Michael is just feels like he's losing his power. He's losing his spot. Um, all of that, all of that compounded on top of he's throwing this party that no one wants to go to. That's right. I mean, yeah, Michael takes some hits this episode and he I, I'd say he handles it pretty well for for Michael. Maybe that's not he does. Maybe that's because he doesn't have the. Uh, the support uh, of uh, his employees, I guess. But um, he, I mean, yeah, he kind of is, is losing all of these people, right? He thought Jim was his friend and now Jim is clearly like getting along with Josh. 
Jan and him are over because, I mean, he's with Carol, but still he doesn't like to see Jan, um, you know, being impressed by Josh. No. That's hard no, no, to no. see. Yeah. And then, um, and then, yeah, and then, and then, of course, you kind of get the whole deleted portion of of Dwight looking up to Josh. And I think uh, there's another deleted scene too, where Dwight kind of skips out on the party at the end a little bit because he's going to find Angela locked in her room. Jay she locked herself in the closet or something like that mm-hmm. um, when Jim came in. Um, so he, yeah. And, and then everybody not wanting to come to his party. He, it's a, it's a lot for Michael. I mean, part of the Michael way I think is to just kind of keep going with all the hits that he takes emotionally <laughs> and as much, I mean, he, he puts himself out there so, so much in terms of all the jokes that he's making. And he like really, uh, he fails a lot. I mean, he gets, you know, people don't laugh at his jokes all the time. Like they, they get upset or offended with the offensive or unfunny things that he says, you know, yeah. um, like there's a lot of that for Michael, but Michael just keeps barreling forward. You know, um, there, there's something to that where like, he never like kind of internalizes that stuff or he never like, <laughs> maybe like he never like feels it. He just keeps going. I mean, he, like, when- he pretends that it doesn't happen. It just moves on to the next <laughs> event. When he like, those two dudes come in, or not two dudes, but when uh, um, Stevie from talking about Stevie? Stevie from Eastbound and Down yeah. comes into the party the and great leaves. cameo. <laughs> like Michael doesn't stop the party. He in fact turns the music up, hits the black light, and he's just sitting in the corner when Jim comes in. Like he's like the party will just go on. Oh, I, yeah. let's. I that song makes me laugh. <laughs> Every time, it's the craziest <laughs> song to be playing right there, and I'm definitely going to close out our episode with that song. No <laughs> Thank doubt. You. Yeah. Uh, but in classic Michael, in classic Michael fashion, he sort of redeems himself accidentally, or like mm. his sort of uh, sales gene kind of kicks in uh, subconsciously. His fun where genes. He is able to. Yeah, yeah, his fun jeans. Exactly. Yeah, they're yeah. The sales the sales gene is white in this episode, and they're blue <laughs> in uh, in other episodes. Who dry cleans jeans? Uh, but he loves uh, how he looks in those jeans. He gets he gets the rep from Hammer Mill so that they can sell Hammer Mill products, which is a big uh, win for them. And yeah. when Michael like Michael and Jim do have their sort of uh, that moment where. They kind of air it out. <laughs> Michael says, "Does Josh even have a girlfriend?" Because I have two, basically. And uh, <laughs> and, and at the middle the end, school Jim, flex. Jim says to the guys from Hammer Mill, "Now we're friends." Yeah. And Michael says, "Best friends." So, like, <laughs> Jim says publicly that we're he's friends with Michael Scott, and that's like right. a, a win for Michael. So it kind of cheers him up. So yeah, Michael does have quite the uh, quite the arc for as much as Michael puts out there and like all the hits he take. Michael just needs tiny, tiny crumb, and he can survive on that for days and years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as in just Jim saying that, or uh, even that times when like Jan is chewing him out, <laughs> just saying like you're a horrible person. This is later in a different episode. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, "But you, you were there for me when I needed you." And he's like, "Thank you, thank you." Like he just takes the one thing. <laughs> like, yeah, that's his lifeline, and he just pulls it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I, I actually like. Uh, I feel like I kind of have started developing this theory since we did our Patreon oh. episode, uh, Patreon mailbag the other day. Hey, that, one uh, of our best Patreon episodes. If you haven't joined, yeah. it's it's a great time to get in. <laughs> yes, please become a Scott's Tot. Support the show. Um, but 18, uh, we have eighteen episodes. 
Dang, that's true. We've been doing that a year and a that half. Was eighteen months. A year and a half. A year and a half. <laughs> Jeez. Eighteen extra episodes just sitting there for you for five bucks. Go ahead, Sean. My plug. But, is I'll, over. but I'll give you. I guess I'll give you a sneak peek into that, which is that, like, one of the reasons, one of the explanations for Michael being so so much like crappier of a person in season one than season two is is that Todd Packer really messed him up and Todd Packer's like hitting the road and not being a, a salesman in Dunder Mifflin in Scranton anymore mm. allows Michael to become more of himself. And like you look at an episode like the convention and Michael is obsessive about trying to throw a wild party. I really want to throw a wild party, but it's like any time that he switches into salesman mode or just is, you know, kind of like polite or open with people, he, you know, he went, he succeed, he's successful, you know? Yeah. And, and so it's, it's almost like, uh, it's almost like he's just, yeah. I, 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 I almost feel like seasons one through seven are just Michael washing the Todd Packer off of him. But it's <laughs> a good way to put it. Like you say that the accidentally thing, like Edwin, you mentioned his hammer mill, he pulls hammer mill and gets that, you know, kind of breakthrough with them. Uh, that happens because he wants to have the paper airplane contest with Josh that's at the hammer mill kiosk. Yeah. Uh, if you watch that scene, that that's that's who's putting that on. And I think Michael stays behind to probably practice his paper airplanes and probably ends up talking to that guy. And, and that, again, kind of stumbles upward into getting that deal. That's a really good phrase uh, for Michael stumbling upwards. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, his other, I, his I, other I, book. Uh, I really love that idea of uh, of Michael kind of whenever Michael is kind of actually himself and is just being normal and not trying to impress people, he ends up doing a lot better. Oh yeah, um, yeah, that's very true of him. Big time. Um, yeah, I I am also very interested in Jim in this episode. I think uh, Jim having yeah. to kind of interact with Michael and Dwight. Uh, there's something fun to it. Like, oh, it's great to see you. You know, and Michael's not expecting it. Um, the the Jim and Dwight dynamic uh, where Jim is going to try to prank. Dwight again. He does a lot of the little ones. Those are some of my favorites, actually. Not the, in terms of all the Jim Dwight pranks, not the huge grand production ones, but the ones where like, you know, he just keeps his eye or his hand on on Dwight's shoulder while they're walking and that kind of thing. Little little things like that. Those are some of my favorite uh, Jim Dwight pranks. But we also get Jim kind of having to. Uh, he has these small moments where they bring up the Pam thing. You know, they bring up mm. um, Pam. She calls mm. Michael. And Michael talks about giving, he talks about, he says, tell them I'll give them general specifics tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> general specifics. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, fo followed by, uh, say hi to Pam or, and then, uh, you know, uh, oh, uh, you know, good luck on your date later. So like all these little details that are just kind of being parceled out to Jim and you get to watch him kind of react and, uh, um, I think it goes, sort of it, take all that in. It goes the other way too, a little bit. Cause like that, that, that phone call you're referencing, I mean, that, it's a real testament to, I mean, not not only like Jim and Pam's acting abilities, or rather, you know, John and Jenna's acting abilities, but the writing and the structure of this, where at this point of the show that that little flip flow and Michael has, there's so much tension, palpable tension through that call, even though Jim and Pam aren't in the same room at all. Like the way that Jim's eyes sort of change as soon as Michael yeah. mentions like, yeah. Hey Pam, and he's like, "Oh my God, he's he freezes talking yeah. to Pam," and then hi, and he's the last person to say, "Hey Pam," and then he's like, "Oh, that was that was Josh, Dwight, and Jim." Uh, 
And then you know when Pam heard Pam that. Pam hears she's it, like, and they just they just <laughs> know that they're within talking distance of each other, and they're both. You can tell they're both palpably like change a little bit, and you see it. It's it's just incredible that it's such good TV, and it's just really really well done in this episode. Well, it's followed by Pam cutting back to Pam, and she looks over at you know it's technically Ryan's desk, but it's where Jim used to sit, right. and it's just kind of an empty chair, and. Yeah, it's like I mean, this Pavlovian like, thing. They're both just like, oh my god! Like, <laughs> just hearing her name is driving me insane. Yeah, it's a very. It felt like a realistic moment where, like, there's a lot of tension that you like that like they do a great job of showing the interiority of Jim. You know, like mm-hmm. kind of what Jim might be feeling in that moment, um, without really being able to say, you know, to express to Michael. Can you know he he's already confided in the world's worst confidant in the secret in season yeah. two. So why would he do that again? Or and then he has that moment again in the lead up to this where they're going through the like the buffet at lunch when he says, "So how's?" and he sees the camera, Toby. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> Toby's the worst thing about the paper industry. The worst thing to ever happen to the paper industry. Is he the reason you left? Yeah. He does it again in the fire where they're playing like that kind of. Who would you do? Mm-hmm. And you can just see on his face that. It's crass, but he's thinking Pam, and he says Kevin, definitely. Uh, Everything that is wrong with the paper industry. There you go. I think, like, I love the moments where where the characters see the camera and change what they're going to do. Like, where the camera does affect their behavior. Oh, um, totally. There's a, there's a little uh, wrinkle of realism folded in there. There's a lot of times in the show, Michael kind of gets a side eye, and then sort of... He almost does it in this one when he... There's just a shot of him coming out of his hotel room and looking down the hallway and then going back in. And he almost, mm-hmm. it's like he almost looks at the camera and is like a little bashful, a little ashamed. He even does this on the plane or on the, I guess on the train ride there. <laughs> He's, he doesn't change the way he acts, but when Dwight's just like, Michael, could I have my neck pillow? Michael, could I have my neck pillow back? And he just does that. <laughs> and then, he, yeah, and then yeah. after that, he looks at the camera like, Jesus guy. <laughs> like, like, you're the one, you're the asshole here, man. Don't look mm-hmm. at the camera. Or when Michael doesn't say that's what she said. Oh, yeah. When Jan says, uh, I can't stay on top of you 24-7. Um, <laughs> Does that great, yeah. like, <laughs> shakes his head. It's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and then you, you talked about deleted scenes when uh, when Jim goes into... It is a booze-fueled sex <laughs> <laughs> when uh, when Jim tries to go to or he does get into Dwight's hotel room and he finds Angela so there. So I will see you up there in Viagra Falls. <laughs> it's just such a simple joke. What happens in accounting stays in accounting. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Um but after he goes into that room and uh they have that like j- like he sees Angela and he runs out. Angela screams. She calls Dwight in a panic and he tells her to lock go into the closet and lock the doors with a wire hanger like wire i taught hanger. you and then i'll be up there in 90 minutes michael needs me i'll be up there in 90 minutes okay monkey? and then when he finally gets up there he's like oh you really locked yourself in here yeah <laughs> right <laughs> it feels like an inverse of uh you know when dwight and angela are are like uh, they have their their child rearing contract and mm-hmm. dwight does all this stuff to make sure that she doesn't get the good stuff like riding the <laughs> okay, bike I know where you're going with he this. says what have you done to yourself <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh yeah i wonder what the uh, side effects of him humping the microwave mm-hmm. were. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. um 
Yeah, but uh, yeah, just uh, we get a lot from Jim in this episode too. And then, I mean, we've talked about the Pam moments. We should talk about her because that is one of the other storylines, one of the, mm-hmm. the secondary or tertiary storylines is her going on her first first date in several years. Nine years, Roy. She says. Yeah, I probably shouldn't tell anyone that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. With Alan, the cartoonist. I love I love the little powwow with uh, Phyllis and Stanley. Mm-hmm. About you know Phyllis of like order the most expensive thing on the menu, then he knows you're worth it. No, well, you're gonna have to put out. <laughs> if you do that, you're gonna have to put out. <laughs> and then Pam, and Phyllis just goes, "Oh yeah, Pam." A pleading look to Phyllis to be like, "Isn't he great?" Well, yeah, you're gonna have to put out. <laughs> Ryan brought it up earlier because we were watching the episode. Hey Ryan, hey Ryan, <laughs> we're trying. Ryan guy. It. On the show. <laughs> Rye bread. Here, this is just, this is all I said. I said, I like the moments when Phyllis and Stanley are on the same page. And that's one of those moments. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. True. Also, their high five. Uh, just keep the ribs just coming. Just keep the ribs coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great moments. Great moments yeah. together. Yeah. Um, Would a grump make this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, we get Pam kind of putting herself out there. This is season three is such like a growth season for Pam now that she's yeah. broken up for engagement with Roy and, uh, you know, don't call me Pammy. This is this is one of those moments. We're just kind of getting back out there in the dating world. Um, and she does it with Kelly and Ryan, which is kind of like this funny sort of uh, very they have like kind of a puppy love sort of thing on the other side of the booth. He loves ketchup. Like, there's a couple they, shots where yeah. there's just fries hanging out of Ryan's mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like. Would you rather go on a, a double date with Ryan and Kelly or with Phyllis and Bob? I think we've had this question before. I'm sure we have. I mean, uh, Ryan and Kelly, just because you wouldn't have to worry about them running <laughs> off to hook up in the bathroom. And you could eat your food when it and came yet out. Yeah, I feel like yeah. you should have to worry about that. I mean, yeah, <laughs> Ryan and Kelly could happen at the table. That's true. It could happen at the table with those two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, no mushroom. Uh, <laughs> no, <I was> <laughs> There is something, something so about mushrooms. I know. What? It's the gross. It's like it's the perfect. Like they come back and they're like clearly just. Yeah. Do you want a bite? Oh, uh, no, no mushroom. I don't know why oh, the mushroom is. Yeah, just hits hard there. Uh, oh god. But yeah, uh, let's. I mean, Alan. Alan is is certainly not sparking anything in Pam. I think mm-hmm. that's clear from the moment she reads this cartoon. In the in the in the kitchen, and we see her just kind of go, huh? And Kelly's like, he's so funny. I don't even know what he means half the time, or something like that. And uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, Pam, not you know, she's seemingly doesn't seem that excited about the date. It's it feels like she's just doing a duty. It doesn't feel like she's actually making her. She's certainly not emotionally or romantically available. She's maybe. You know her schedule. She's she can go have a date, but that's she, about it. Yeah, I think it's really cool actually that she's very much just like I have to get one out of the way. I have to get the first yeah. one out of the way. Yeah, mm-hmm. like it seems like that's her vibe after the date. That, she's like, it wasn't a love connection. It's that first trip to yeah. the gym when you're like, I'm getting in shape. It's like, yeah, it's just like, go I'm once. Just here. It's gonna suck. Do it. I'm gonna put on the clothes. <laughs> I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> drive over there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get talked into a membership. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to tell me that's what's going to keep me coming back is the money. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there are moments. I, yeah, go ahead. No, 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 please. I mean, there are moments where she's like, "You dream of cartoons? How fun!" And he doesn't really do anything with yeah, that. She throws, she cut, throws a few bows. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And like, I mean, he also kind of he's pretty. He's pretty lame, you know. Totally. <laughs> yes. the more freedom fries. And then he says, people don't be edgy. I don't know any other way. Like, he yeah. doesn't seem super edgy, you know. No. no. Well, uh, I actually, I looked up free, the quote, freedom fries for the, the table because I was like, I wonder what people think about this. And the only post I could find about it on Reddit was someone just being like, I don't understand this joke at all. Like, and so I don't know if maybe there's a younger audience out there who doesn't realize that there was a movement to call French fries freedom fries yeah. in 2001. It wasn't it linked to September 11, uh, 2003. I think they it, didn't want to go I, to a Afghanistan or Iraq or something. It was, like it that. was about, I think it was about France not supporting the war in Iraq. It, that's right. Yeah. Freedom so, fries instead of French fries. Yeah. And this is 2006 that this is airing. So this is three years after the fact. Everyone's already made this joke. This is probably like a dad joke already two years stale. Yeah. We can assume it's it's like they're at a restaurant in France and an American tourist orders French fries. And right. the French waiter comes up and says, freedom fries. Was it mm-hmm. It's edgy. Oh, so funny, Alan. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then he looks, it looks like, you know, t- he takes looks a little down, glance yeah. down the shirt. And then the worst, one of the yeah, worst. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's bad. But then at the end, I, I think he's joking, <laughs> but he's like, yeah, next time bring some of your drawings and you can pick my brain. It's just like, I don't know if he is. Yeah, I don't no, know. I don't either. think he is either. Yeah, I think he's just, you. I'll let you pick my brain. It's Yeah, yeah. that's just. That's yeah. that's people say I'm edgy, oh, but like, lame. <laughs> we have a friend. Uh, we all have a a uh, someone we all know. Uh, our friend Jordan, not not the not uh, the other Jordan that we know. And oh. I just I feel like that's the joke. The way he says like uh, people say like don't be edgy. Like I always think about uh, <laughs> I think about Jordan Yam in that moment doing an impression of that guy because <laughs> like I feel like Jordan Yam makes those jokes sometimes. It's like oh dude, it's like. <laughs> so edgy <laughs> shout out to yam shout out to shout out to jordan yeah, that's funny <laughs> that's only funny for us but you know yeah yeah i love inside jokes uh, hey hope to be hope a to part, be a of, part one of one someday, someday. Yeah. the way michael says someday always sticks in my head for some reason because he kind of like yeah to be a part of someone someday it's like this, <laughs> oh i kind of have his mouth closed a little bit and uh there's a i think there's Dwight, a, that's not a it's not an inside joke that's a memory <laughs> yeah 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 isn't that a deleted bit I yeah, didn't it's actually, a, yeah yeah okay, it's okay yeah in the super fan cut dwight reveals he doesn't know the difference between an inside joke and a memory mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah so okay so pam you know kind of comes out strong in this he, uh, uh alan's a creep and uh, not a very interesting guy, but she's like, doesn't let it phase her too much. She was harassed all day for the the date clothes that she wore to work, right? <laughs> yeah. Isn't that, yeah. Um, and, uh, but, uh, so yeah, she, Pam had a rough, uh, rough day. And then, um, but uh, we get, uh, yeah, Jim, of course, uh, explaining to, to Michael in the end that it was because of Pam that he left. I, yeah, 
we've hit a lot of the we've hit most of the major beats in this episode uh, but i mean this is just we get to spend so much time with all the characters in this episode do you really feel like you get um it really helps develop them you get to spend more time with them um mm-hmm. which is you know just in comparison to some of the later episodes we have a lot of competing storylines going on um i mean th- how many you know the the other supporting storyline is what angela going to visit dwight in his hotel room i like we get minimal um yeah. contributions from the ensemble they still help tremendously phyllis and stanley uh meredith creed and angela um we oh we didn't mention toby <laughs> trying, to, trying, trying to, to date to, yeah making his yeah. move that's the c storyline for sure yeah i guess so yeah yeah and it's it's just it's pure office the way they tell that story because because really it's only like two scenes but really when um the scene when Kelly is like, oh, isn't Alan's cartoon so funny? And yeah, and she's just shot of her sitting reading the paper in the kitchen. Yeah. And then, then Toby comes through the door and just goes to the bathroom, but his body language is like he means to say something and doesn't. It's a silent moment. It's like goes on for four or five seconds. Nothing happens, but there's so much packed into that nothing's being said moment. It's yeah, pure office, like I said. You know, we talk about office what ifs a lot, and uh, a lot of times they're pretty big. Like, what if Dwight were the manager after season seven or something like that? A little what if is a oh, uh, phone call. Kevin, huh? Oh, I thought. Never mind. Uh, it's just Kevin uh, saying. So, did you hear? Pam's back on the market again. If I weren't engaged, I would so hit that. Like, I would. I would love to see the what if alternate scenario of Kevin weren't engaged and how he would try to hit on Pam and how poorly that would go. I I, yeah. I thought your what if was going to be what if the phone didn't ring at the moment Toby actually went up to ask Pam on ah. a date because he actually asks he starts to ask mm. as the phone is ringing and throughout the then he loses his nerve while she's on the phone what if that phone oh, call doesn't yeah. happen does he actually ask her out and maybe it works mm. it might be it might be you were saying Sean I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well played, sir. Nice. Shot of Midori, perhaps. Shot of Midori, perhaps. <laughs> um, yeah, I think uh, this episode just gives us a ton of classic lines, a ton of really funny moments. It has one of my favorite uh, sort of voiceover jokes where Michael is giving his voiceover, and then what we actually see on screen is him pushing the buttons oh. of the guy dressed as a Blackberry. <laughs> Yeah. Do you remember me from last, last year? year come he to room says. 308. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> just, just and then Jerome Bettis, yeah. great cameo. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Why do they call him a bus? Because he's afraid of flying. Just uh, 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 this is one of I really really love this episode. Do you know who Jerome um, Bettis is, Sean? No. <laughs> is he the bus? He is the bus. Okay. He, is the bus. <laughs> he was. He, he, Edwin had a roommate named the bus. Huh? I did. <laughs> yeah, in college. That's right. He was a good dude, man. Yeah. Running back for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Fine. So don't know what <laughs> um, don't know what he don't know what he's doing in Philadelphia. Yeah. Uh, I feel like we haven't even said uh the the prog the progonal my son returns. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot yeah, of no, them. That's a gr- fabulous Michael. also also Jan says Michael I underestimated you. Well, maybe next time you'll estimate me. Mm-hmm. Another, Another great, great quote. Michaelism throughout mm-hmm. this one. I think the deleted scene that made me laugh the hardest in this was when uh, Michael says, uh, Cosmos, like Carrie Bradshaw. And Dwight says, great quarterback. <laughs> right? That's such a good little joke. Yeah. <laughs> Carrie Bradshaw. Yeah. That's good. Um, but yeah, just just a really good episode. One that I think is easy to kind of ignore. If you're kind of, if you were going to like, you know, pick an episode to watch, it's an easy one to gloss over. But uh, I really, really like this one. I love it. 
It's a, it's a wonderful episode. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. We like this episode of The Office. We're thumbs up on it. <laughs> <Yeah>. Six <laughs> thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> From the MSBC well, well, crew. Well, there Number you one. have it. The uh, best. Uh, I have one last note. One oh, tiny yeah. one tiny file note. Uh, final note. I'm sorry. In the cold open, I just want to point out that Pam and Michael make a 30-year deal that if neither of them have had a baby, that they will have a baby together. If Michael had just waited out the 30 years, he would be done paying off his condo and have started a family with Pam in the same year. <laughs> Thankfully, Pam does break that pact by having a baby. Oh, you're going to be paying this off when you're 80. <laughs> These babies uh, are thin. There you have it. The convention. Hey, look, carpenter ants. Episode two. Uh, <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's take a quick break and then we'll meet in the conference room. This episode is brought to you by Best Fiends. It's the busiest time of the year, so if you need a break from the holiday craziness, Best Fiends is the perfect pick me up. Uh, right now, it's it's my new favorite phone game, and I love a good phone game. Best Fiends is a match three style puzzle and adventure game, all rolled into one, uh, with more levels being added all the time. So there's always something new to play. I do really love Best Fiends. I've been uh, I've been digging into it lately, uh, and I really recommend it. Uh, it has a a new storyline, collectible fiends, a ton of fun puzzles, uh, and you can play it offline, which is which is pretty cool because. Uh, you know, you might not always have Wi-Fi. So if your holiday travels take you uh, somewhere where you don't always have that Wi-Fi, you can still play the game. Uh, I'm a couple hundred levels in, uh, but uh, but that's not even close to the end. There are like thousands of levels, which is kind of crazy to think about. But there's always a challenge, always something fun. You can keep uh, you can always pick it up and play. Download Best Fiends today free on the App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R, Best Fiends. Well, if you've ever wanted to make your home feel safer, there is no better time than now. This week, our friends at Simply Safe are giving listeners access to all their Black Friday deals, 50% off their award-winning home security. Now, we love Simply Safe because it has everything you need to make your home safe, indoor and outdoor cameras, comprehensive sensors, all monitored around the clock by trained professionals who help you the instant you need it. So you have no need for some sort of crime-aid benefit auction after someone breaks into your office. Simply Safe was even named the best home security system of 2021 by U.S. News and World Report. You can easily customize a system for your home online in minutes and even get a free custom recommendation from Simply Safe. Sean, these are Simply Safe's biggest discounts of the year. You can get a complete home security system starting at just over $100. And Ryan, there's no long term contracts or commitments. It's a really easy way to start feeling a bit more peace of mind. So, to take advantage of Simply Safe's Black Friday deals and get 50% off your new home security system by visiting simplysafe.com/scott again. That's simplysafe.com/scott for 50% off your entire system. How many traffic cones do they have? Just one. <laughs> right now, right now, conference room. Topic, hurry. Let's go. Our first conference room topic is a pretty simple one, but one that crossed my mind the other day. I was doing a little bit of Christmas shopping, um, trying to get a jump on that, and I was looking at uh, puzzles. And uh, I thought to myself, like, I, I wondered how they choose different images from different movies or whatever it is that you, know, you, you, uh, you use for the puzzle. It made me think, wanted to ask you guys and our listeners what they thought, what images from The Office would make a good puzzle? Ooh, are we talking a th like thousand piece, two, three thousand? You ever done a three thousand piece puzzle? My God, Whoa. no. Mine are usually like ten pieces <clears throat> and below. <laughs> it's a big child 
It's a one piece. It's just a picture. Yeah. Floor, those big like <laughs> yeah. styrofoam floor tiles. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, I, I give you whatever you want. Whatever you want. I, okay. Potpourri. Uh, uh, found that um, accidental renaissance uh, screen <laughs> yeah. grab from work that bus. I think we posted a, a while back from uh, mm-hmm. from um, uh, work bus. Work bus. Think, yeah. Yeah. It's great. My, that would be a great one. I uh, my f- my first instinct was there christmas picture where they all try and jump <laughs> yeah yeah uh, nice. that'd be kind of be, all the red santa outfits would yeah be, that's good be pretty fun you get you get you know everyone's faces are all it'd be just a fun one to put together because you'd be like oh that's oscar's jacket or you know whatever while you're hmm. doing it um i really uh the first one that i thought of was uh, michael's photoshopped group photo at the end of conflict resolution <laughs> uh thankfully i am an expert in photoshop right. Uh, the That's other one that really I like funny. is, I, or, what about what about what about Carol's ex's uh, Christmas card Photoshop with Michael? With Michael's yeah. head there, yeah. horrifying yeah. puzzle. Um, that one or the Dwight greetings, the Dwight like supreme leader portrait that he has. Oh, of him of himself. That's mm, really good. Yeah, yeah. It's just, yeah, like, I, I, yeah. I love the idea that like a picture like this could come together and it could be funny like as you are as you are piecing it together. I mean, what makes a good puzzle? <laughs> what makes an enjoyable puzzle for you guys? Well, see, that's what I was thinking. It's like you could go like the iconic images route, which is like Dwight as the supreme leader, or even you know Pam's painting of the office building, or things like that. Yeah, stapler and Jello. But um, I I also am trying to think of of things that could actually be challenging. Like, like you bringing up the Santa's all lined up. It's like, that would be a challenge. Cause then it's like, mm. y- y- you don't know which Santa piece you've got. got and one. you don't know. Or if you had the, the, <laughs> the skeleton crew from, uh, oh, that's good. Um, from season eight. Um, Spooked. Yeah. Just how about, kind of uh, patterns or, or monochromatic color. How about the, a puzzle of the break room uh, image? The one they have, the one they have hanging in the oh. in the break room. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yes. That would be yeah. impossible. That's just like That's a good one. Faded colors that barely are different from each other. Yeah, yeah. Iconic images: Jan and Michael in sandals, Jamaica. <laughs> yeah. That would be yeah. Um, but but challenging ones. It is your birthday period. That's mm. just all beige wall. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> But it'd be fun though too, or like the wide shot with all the balloons in there would be a good time. Mm-hmm. Any number of images from the beginning of stress relief from, from the fire, just lots of chaos, lots of interesting things going on. Uh, Michael kind of in the Michael tearing up and looking at Jim. That would be a good one. Oh yeah. Nice. <laughs> um, Robert California looking into the computer monitor at the end of that cold open. <laughs> What am I? It gets better. Sexuality yeah. is. A sp- I was really. I was trying to drop that in the chat to surprise you, but yeah. <laughs> it gets better. Yes, but it gets vastly more complicated. <laughs> That's one of the great cold opens. Really is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just the uh, hmm. Pam's mural. Yeah. Uh, at the end of yep. the show would be really funny, mm-hmm. or it would be really nice. Uh, not funny. Um, yeah. Andy punching through the wall. <laughs> That's a good one. I yeah. like that one. Uh, something with Gabe, something in Gabe's apartment or something with Gabe would be good. Hmm. Maybe it is just him as the skeleton or whatever, or like him and uh, Kevin talking. 
through the window. <laughs> yeah. Streams of the human physique. Yeah. I, I love uh, the photo of, of Michael shaking, uh, shaking Ed Truck's hand. Oh, uh, that'd be good. Oh, with the fanny man. pack. Mm-hmm. The, I think a photo from the basketball game would be good. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah of course. Mm-hmm. How about just the classic Dunder Mifflin computer desktop background? <laughs> be tough. Yeah, the, the like non-interactive desktop yeah. background. Yeah. Be real tough. Yeah. Ooh, uh, what about uh, from a local ad? Them all just standing in the parking lot waving up waving. at the camera. That's good. <laughs> or or even Pam's illustration of Dunder Mifflin, the logo. Yeah. That'd mm-hmm. be kind of the hand-drawn, like, that'd be a good be a puzzle. Challenging one. Yeah. 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 These are good images. Yeah. Good. Im- yeah. I'm trying to think of it, 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 uh, Jim and Pam and Niagara, like when they get married, that kind of last shot. There's a nice mm-hmm. depth to it. It's just a beautiful image. Yeah, I would love if people wrote in their their other thoughts or sent us screen grabs of things. <laughs> Maybe you know? an Andy Who bite knows? an Andy bite face just for fun. <laughs> it's not one of our episodes without us doing that noise. <laughs> I feel lacrimose. <laughs> oh yeah, the the moment he splits his scrotum on his keys be a good puzzle. Because <laughs> oh, then you have you got a lot of like the the hotel carpet. It'd be pretty tough. Yeah, right? while Aaron's like crouching down and yelling at him. What else what you else got? You got? <laughs> <laughs> That would be good. that would be good. I think that's the way. Well, I think we could go on. Yeah, yeah, we could. Um, but uh, but let's move on. What else you got? So I got. <laughs> I uh, we'll we'll finish off uh, with an email from uh, from Jay. Jay writes, "Hey fellas, love the show. I'm on my ter- third time through the episodes. I celebrate wow. your entire catalog. Hell that's yeah, amazing. Shout out. Hell yeah, bro. J man. <laughs> J bone. Yeah." I had an idea for a conference room topic that makes me chuckle. If the doc crew had surveillance in characters' homes and other locations outside of the office that you could just drop in and see them in candid moments, which ones would you want to see? Think like 30 Rock or Family Guy intercuts. And I think Arrested Development does this. A lot of shows do, yeah. Yeah, it's it's familiar. But... um, Mm. He, he Jay's got a list here of, of a few that he'd like to see. Uh, one, Michael standing at his plasma screen TV watching Survivor <laughs> Man while Jan sniffs candles in the background. Oh, my God. Two, Gabe doing oh. Pilates. <laughs> mm. Three. One, one, lengthen. Two, elongate. <laughs> yeah. Three, Creed throwing things down into the quarry. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daryl eating tacos in his basement. <laughs> That's really good. Where we get that cutaway? Oh my god! Sales at the lowest point. Yeah. Just yeah, between like the warehouse guys partying. Yeah. If they won the lottery and, and Daryl eating tacos. Uh, uh, Dwight doing lunges around the farm with Angela strapped to him <laughs> in a baby Bjorn. That's good. I felt like I was flying. <laughs> and then finally, Nate going through his mom's stuff. <laughs> Because <laughs> that's why we're quarreling why right now. Mom won't let. Yeah, they're fighting because <laughs> he can't stop going through her stuff. Um, uh, Jay says, anyway, just an idea that is fun to mull to mull over. Fudge it up, Jay. Thanks, Jay. Um, uh, yeah, this is a great idea. Uh, does anything else uh, come to your guys' mind? I feel like this is one that will. I mean, we'll those were such great, future. great examples. Yeah. 
Um, First one that came to mind was I'd like to when Stanley talks about, you know, when I'm when I'm at home in the bathtub with a glass of red wine watching my stories. Nice. <laughs> I want to shot Stanley in the tub, bubble bath everywhere. You know, a glass of red wine, maybe he's sleeping. Yeah. yeah. Just how a about, quick shot. About, just a quick kind of way to. Uh, uh, Phyllis and Bob Vance in a dive bar. Bob just beating the guy <laughs> up in the parking lot. <laughs> well, like geez, just... true security footage. Just <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like in Roadhouse. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's a really good one. Uh, Dwight and Mo seesaw. Oh sure. Oh nice. Yeah. <laughs> of course, Mose and I see saw all the time. We, we get the Google Earth we photo. We get one image, but, but I, I want to see the video, yeah. We go back and forth. And Dwight is probably coaching Mose the whole time. Yeah. Uh, this is a classic, <laughs> but I mean, obviously to, to see Michael actually burn his foot in the morning with the smell mm -hmm. of crackling bacon. Uh, <laughs> this would be more of an audio thing, I think, in terms of getting the sound. But Zeke talks about how uh, they were. Dwight was talking to Mose about the job in the shower. Mm. He was in the shower or you were in the shower? We were all in the shower. It's a cow shower. <laughs> you could spend a lot of gold out of Dwight's stuff. Like mainly yeah. if you just had full surveillance of shoot farms, that's going to be mm -hmm. the best. For Dwight sure. making they, the uh, they should make a show about that. Yeah. Like even <laughs> when they're the like farm. I know. <laughs> even when like Ryan and Dwight are on their way up to the barn before he opens it, I want to see like what's going on inside there like Moe's getting the animals out, getting mm. ready to wrestle. The butter sculpture. Yeah. It'll all be goat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I would, uh, something about how uh, Jim being very Nixony in the morning. The first thing oh, that yeah. I thought when it was like, oh, candid moments was Halpert, Boda Patrol. <laughs> Patrol. <laughs> Not that you want to, like, that, that's what you'd want to see, but just like them getting ready in the morning. Like, yeah. How about seeing, yeah. uh, how about seeing D'Angelo's interaction when he's, give me that dog. Like, seeing that one happen. Oh, yeah, by himself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we get, we, uh, you know, we do get the Koi Pond video. That's the one time we actually get that. That's this. true. Oh, yeah. The Koi Pond video. It's, it's, like, it's kind of like off screen moments like that. Yeah. 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 It's, but it's, it's, it is the one time in the show we, we hear a story that happened and then we get to see survey. We get to see what about the, later. Okay. You know when Daryl gets the complaint about the video, like the, it's like, it's like the complaint about him having sex, but he was actually eating spaghetti. <laughs> yeah, what is this? Yeah. Someone, someone, he, he, uh, pocket dials someone. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> just a shot of him just mowing on some spaghetti. Yeah. Uh, this next one, <laughs> this next one goes to Daryl for pocket dialing a customer while having sex. Well, yeah. What can I say? A player's got to play. Actually, that was the sound of me eating spaghetti. <laughs> 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 uh there's a lot you can do with kelly just of the mm -hmm. threats she makes about either being pregnant or killing herself mm -hmm. kelly and ryan i'm sure i mean let's how head about, away to their divorce weekend or something yeah like. anything in vegas how about meredith going to the royal wedding oh yeah like just her tra yeah. traveling with her to the royal wedding oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a great movie you'll always be the people's princess yeah it was nothing yeah yeah <laughs> Um, but no, that's a, that's a fantastic question. Oh, when, uh, when, uh, yeah. when Robert California closes, uh, Binghamton, no, he closes 
which branch does Robert California close? After? Binghamton. Binghamton, yeah. Just yeah. just a shot of his night with the Colombian Whites and the Australian Reds. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. That's... Wiping, his, wiping his hands on the wall. Yeah. Well, yeah, we never get his voicemail to Nelly either. I, I was trying to think of different characters. And when I, like, oh, what would you want to see from, you know, Meredith or... You know, Daryl, whomever. And then I th- it went to Robert California. I was like, I don't want to see any of it. Like- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jay, fabulous uh, question. And and we love uh, <laughs> we love your ideas that you came up with. If, if you out there um, have uh, some thoughts for some candid cutaways or you have some trivia you'd like to share with us, email us, mspodcastcompany at gmail.com. You can also give us a call at 503-694-9314. Call us up and leave us a message. We love to play them on the show. We're on Facebook and Instagram. We have a website, michaelscottpod.com. We have a store at mspcstore.com. You can get uh, embroidered uh, crew necks and T-shirts and mugs uh, with with every character on them. The mugs mugs are printed. They're not embroidered mugs. Oh, yes. That's a good... Thank you for making that uh, <laughs> important distinction. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, all, all the artwork designed uh, by Ryan Lloyd. Special thanks to Ryan, who's here. Thanks, Ryan. Studio. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, uh, also, you can join <laughs> us on <laughs> patreon.com slash Michael Scott. You can become a Scott's hot, help support the show. Uh, uh, get a bonus mailbag episode every month where we we do our best to answer every question we get through Patreon. Um, Add free episodes. Add free episodes. Uh, It's uh, yeah, there's a there's a lot of more content there on Patreon. So go check us out on there. Um, Special thanks to our Scott's Todd's. We love you all so much. Thank you for believing in us. Uh, thank you uh, again to Ryan, who does all our artwork. Uh, this was recorded over video chat. Uh, another in, quick in note. Oh, we, are, in the we are all Northwest. top to bottom West Coast right now. Sean, you're literally, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're right. you're literally like farthest continental corner you could be right now. It's like, what's even the point of saying this was recorded over? This was recorded in America. <laughs> west coast this was recorded on the west coast, west coast. uh a special note uh at, or an extra call out for our scott's Tots and our patreon supporters we do make a donation every single month to the thurgood marshall college fund mm-hmm. so um giving a little bit of that money back for for charity something that we're really excited to be I think we're, around, so we're thank- almost around 5k now donated yeah Thank you for allowing us to do that. So uh, the fact that we get to we get to donate from this is pretty amazing that we get it, you know. But uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for hanging out with us, spending a little bit of time uh, listening to us go on about uh, puzzles and uh, office conventions and Jerome Bettis. Uh, <laughs> it is, it's always fun, and uh, we really appreciate every single one of you for listening. Um, take care. Stay safe. We'll see you next week. Pippity-poppy, give me this up. Yes, sir. Yes, yes sir. sir. Am I the first to arrive? People have been filtering in and out. Seeking the truth never gets old. 
Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook Games.